HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.com. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil the rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My co-host, Souther Teague, is out of town at the moment. Good for him. Uh, welcome to 2018. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, and thanks for tuning in again. Um, it's been uh, another uh, fun season. Uh, Dave's been out of town as well. Where were you, Dave? I was in Costa Rica and then London. Man. I got around. I <laughs> I went to Jersey. Oh. No, actually, I was, I was in Italy for the last week. But uh, Jersey, Italy. Jersey, Italy. Um, yeah, man. How was it? Uh, it was fantastic. Costa Rica is beautiful. I highly recommend it. Were if you, you like surfing? the beach and I was body surfing. I body surf. Uh, the waves were incredible. The ocean temp incredible, and it was really clear. There wasn't all that crap in it, like in say Jersey. <laughs> Don't talk about Jersey <laughs> surfing scene. <laughs> I did get a little sick, but uh, not till after. Luckily, so. Oh, good, yeah. good man. Well, happy New Year to you, buddy. Thanks, you too. Thanks. Um, so. Getting into the show today, this year, <laughs> um, we are starting out the, the year um, with a lot of really cool guests coming up, and one of my favorite people, not just a favorite bartender, uh, a favorite uh, even guest, uh, but one of my just favorite people in the world happens to be here uh, in the studio today. Um, a fantastic artist, uh, great bartender, and especially a great host. Welcome to the show, John Thibault. Oh, thank you very much. You like that intro? Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Thank I, you. I, I meant every word. You big galoot. <laughs> so, um, let's get into it, buddy. Yeah. This is your first time on the show. Yes. Which is kind of shocking to me, because... Uh, I mean, well, we've done a we've done a lot of shows nowadays. We like uh, on the Speakeasy, we've 
we're almost at 300 episodes, um, and I feel like I feel like I've had everyone on the show. But it's uh, it's also a big, beautiful world out there, and uh, there's plenty more opportunities to get people on the show. And uh, long story short, I'm happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get let's get into it. Who is John Tebow? Well, <laughs> he's a young man from Michigan who came to New York. And now I'm working at a uh, bar down in Red Hook called Fort Defiance. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing artwork for well, most of my life, I guess, and uh, semi-professionally or professionally for the last yeah. Yeah, maybe 25 years. And living in Brooklyn with my wife, Colleen. Colleen is my other favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> that convenient that we're together. You guys are actually just the, the sweetest couple I've ever met in my life, first of all. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> um, so you're both, you, you are both from Michigan. You yeah. met there. And, yeah, that's right. And, um, and moved to Brooklyn how long ago? It was about, uh, well, it was 12 years ago we moved to Manhattan okay. from Ann Arbor. And then about nine years ago, we moved from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Cool. Yeah. And you've been working at uh, at Sinjin's, uh place for Defiance um, with a bunch of our buddies. Yeah. Uh, good people. Um, it, it's is that does that help out like being in such a cool part of Brooklyn? Does that like really inform some of your your artwork for for our listeners? I want to say that uh, John does a lot of really amazing illustration work and. Uh, a lot of uh, of the the illustrations are of uh, very iconic bars and taverns mm-hmm. around uh, not only in New York City but in other cities. You were just actually in New Orleans, yeah, uh, yeah. for a while. For how many days? Well, it was about ten days this time. We we try to go down every year at least once, sometimes twice, and sometimes we stay for a long time. This time it was about ten days. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like working at Fort Defiance, Sinjin's a huge New yeah. Orleans oh, yeah, fan, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, he went to Tulane mm-hmm. and then stayed down there for a while. He loved it so much. And yeah. so the, the Saints game was a little rough, but, yeah. but he bounced back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about, but uh, let's talk about yeah. that recent trip to New Orleans. I mean, you picked a really great time to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got out of. A lot of the blizzard that we just had. Missed it. You missed it? Yeah. I mean, it snowed a little this morning, but it didn't really stick. No, no, no. But when we were down in New Orleans, it actually snowed on the north side of Lake Pontchartrain. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was their second snowfall of the season, which is ridiculous for them. And they had the third today. That's People say that never happens. Yeah, so true. something's going on. But when we were down there, it was it was still pretty cold. There were lows in the twenties about half the time we were there, and highs in the yeah, mid, mid to high thirties. But it wasn't as bad as it was up here in New York. Well, you get enough like Sazeracs and oh. Irish coffees in you. Yeah, yeah, warm you right up. Mm-hmm. What are you like? What are some of your favorite places? I mean, like we yeah. were talking right before the show that like. You sometimes you and Colleen will go down for like two months at a time. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's oh, awesome. No, it's insane. It's really, really good <laughs> yeah. for you. It's a good antidote to New York. And yeah. we we had a lot of friends that had bounced back and forth, and I'm sure a lot of people listening know that that there's kind of a connection between Brooklyn and New Orleans. Uh, there's there's sort of a uh, a thread between them. 
Yeah, and so we've we've been down there for the longest, what we call them sabbaticals, about two months. And and the least we go down there now is maybe 10 days. Yeah. Do you stay in different parts of the city? Do you go to, like, Bywater, Marigny? Like, do you stay in the quarter? Like, you try to keep it different, uh, switch it up? Yeah, yeah. Well, when we started going down there, like most people, we would stay in the quarter Mm -hmm. and uh, try to find funky hotels to stay at. And then we started staying uptown. We had a friend that had a house uptown. And so we stayed in the lower garden district uh, and just rented out her little house for a couple of months and then found other people that were renting houses or rooms. And even if you rent a whole house down there for a month, it's cheaper than a one bedroom in, uh, in parts of Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, as most of the listeners probably, uh, share this experience, it's mostly when they're down there in July for tales of the cocktail. Right. Um, I've never, I've never been there in the middle of winter. It must be cool. I mean, like you said, it was in the the twenties. Um, lows, yeah. The lows, yeah. I mean, does that change the the vibe much about like because like again like I've been there for like jazz fest and like spring and then you know tails during the summer and then I've been there in the fall but I've never been there in the winter and so like everything that I know is like. Because I've never been there for like Mardi Gras or any mm, anything mm-hmm. like that. Like the latest I've been there is like Halloween, which right. for anyone who doesn't want to go for Mardi Gras, Halloween's kind of like the yeah. the local like fun party vibes. Except you 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 know less puke. They <laughs> they they do it well. I mean, the, yeah. everybody in New Orleans has a costume room for God's sake. Yeah, you know, you go to somebody's house and they'll be here's the kitchen, here's the bedroom, and here's our costume room. So they're happy to have Halloween come <laughs> around, and and they just go bananas yeah. uh, with that. But yeah, it's a, uh, the winter's a really good time to go because it's so temperate compared to what we're used to, or what you're used to if you go down there between Jazz Fest and Halloween, where it can be ridiculous, yeah, uh, very hot and humid. Uh, we're in the winter there. At least when we were there, felt like a beautiful late November day here. Yeah. Blue skies, completely dry, no humidity. Um, the weather was a little chilly, being in the 20s and 30s, but it smelled better than July, even yeah. Bourbon Street. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying before, like you must be an old pro at New Orleans now. I mean, I know that like three years ago at Tales of the Cocktail, you actually had a couple of art openings at Preservation Hall, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's like right. Like the iconic jazz mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I, that must have been like it was like cool. a defining moment in your life, right? It was it was a great experience. There's a I have a lot of great experiences. Sure. I'm so lucky. And I, and my wife made it happen. Colleen awesome. made it happen. Nice. Uh, because she's buddies with the 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 crew over there at Preservation Hall. She got to know them through social media and then has done consulting for them. And she I drew a bunch of uh drawings of bars in New Orleans and she said could we do a, an art show at, at uh, Preservation Hall? And they said, yeah. So we, we threw a party in the back uh, courtyard. And uh, another artist named uh, Emily Reese and I showed our artwork in the back uh, rooms. There are storage rooms and back rooms off of that courtyard. And they wanted to have not one but two opening parties for the show. So we had one on Friday night of Tales and one on Saturday. And they, I think they were... They were pretty late. I think we started at like uh, 11 o'clock and they ran and they had a band and a bar set yeah. up back there. So it ended up being a blast. It was it was an cool. honor to show there. It was very cool. You know, we should talk 
we should drop your website so while the listeners are listening, they can actually be looking at your artwork. Yeah, if yeah. They, if they have a computer or phone in front of them. Yeah, well, you could you could uh, uh, go to www.tebow.com, and that's uh, T-E-B, as in boy, E-A-U. <laughs> it's not like Tim Tebow. Well, every, every Tebow spells it differently, it seems, yeah. but this is T-E-B-E-A-U. But you can also just Google up my name, John Tebow. Yeah. And, and go to the Instagram. Yeah, stuff will, stuff will come yeah. up. Images cool. will come up, so you can see that kind of, those nice. kinds of things. But yeah, the... I did. I did some of the bars down in New Orleans that I love. Uh, like, like, like which ones? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, Parasols is probably my favorite place in New Orleans. Really? Yeah, for eating and drinking. It's a uh, it's a, a small dive in the Irish Channel. It's a corner bar. I don't know how old the building is, but it, it's kind of tippy and leany, so it's it's pretty old. But it's got a a dining room on one side just pretty much looks like a cafeteria and then on the other side is a as a perfect corner dive and cool. man their food is good and their beer's cold and cheap and then other places some of the classics like uh Lafitte's in the quarter mm-hmm. uh Aaron Rose which is a real of good yeah frozen. people love yeah the frozen Aaron, coffee <laughs> Aaron Rose is so everybody's getting a frozen coffee down there now Parasols has a good one Aaron Rose does Molly's at the market uh-huh. on Decatur Street that's another one I drew and um a couple others so okay I kind of want to ask the like chicken or the egg situation like what came first you know like drawing these different tavern saloons restaurants or like, were you were you into the bar side of things first, or did you go to school for uh, art? I mean, what what be where did the beginning of this fascination come that led you into this whole wacky world that we're in? Well, you know, it it, it basically comes from a love of place. I just love places. I love hanging out at places, and I think the the whole tavern and bar thing it goes back to childhood because. Uh, my dad was a, a an owner of a restaurant and a saloon in my hometown in Michigan, and his dad was the owner of two speakeasies in Detroit back in the 20s, and so it was just real normal for my parents to take us out when we were kids to uh, taverns and, and restaurants with bars. I mean, we wouldn't go to dive bars with my parents. They weren't like that anyway. And uh, but it was just real normal for us to go to the local places, the, the, yeah. like Fercano's Pizzeria and the Bear Lake Tavern and places like that in our hometown. And uh, there's just a lot of camaraderie there. You know, they'd see their friends, uh, their friends would be there with their kids. We'd play pinball and Pac Man and shuffle bowl and stuff like that. So I always just kind of like these places as as uh, hangouts and, yeah. and social centers and just good vibes at places like that. Totally. So it goes way back to that. Nice. So we kind of, in a way, it found you instead of... I think I was born into yeah. it. <laughs> and then I didn't go to school for art at all. I just taught myself. I, yeah? I went cool. to school for uh, economics. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a show on Heritage about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But but I always no was one no one ever really knows why they go into whatever degree they're going for. Why in the world do they send kids to school at seventeen or eighteen you have and no to decide idea. I should have worked for two years? I should have gone to community college and worked. So traveled. Well, yeah, that yeah. too. But just do something and then figure out. Oh, you know what I like to do? I like. Uh, 
I like to work with my hands. I hate economics. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so I graduated from Michigan with an economics degree and then in short order started doing artwork after, after graduation. After one real job, I started doing uh, artwork. Printing T-shirts was my first uh, art paying paying artistic gig yeah silk, silk screening i was yeah. designing them and you're like working on your forearm strength oh, dude, they were, <laughs> it's, they it's were like they were very thing. ropey <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was fun but it was that was in chicago cool chicago chicago yeah that's a great town too you know what i i don't spend enough time there you should i've only been there once on tour with the band and we didn't really get to kick around of course that was like I think that was right before Alinea and all the stuff had started opening. So yeah, I mean, I, um, what's the uh, the whiskey bar, the punk rock whiskey bar mm. in Chicago? Yeah, <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. Delilah's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, Lincoln, th- that on was Lincoln definitely Avenue. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were there, but uh, we were on a tight schedule. Anyway, it's a. Uh, it's well, you got to go back. Uh, Chicago's having a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great places there. And there's still some of the old places too. I mean, I love I love Chicago pizza. I don't understand New Yorkers that hate it, but there's still some of the great old it's it's like a look at it as a casserole. If 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 you if you don't want like it as pizza, think of it as a casserole. Because <laughs> it's delicious. And so I love to go have their pizza and Billy Goat Tavern is still there and it's so weird and it hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> it's underneath Michigan Avenue. And it's just this old, this old kind of sports bar slash diner grill place that the um, all the newspaper men used to go to, and it's still there, and it's still weird and cool. Have you drawn that one? No, no. It, I draw Let's... the exteriors though, and the exterior of that place is really generic and and <laughs> not great looking. But actually, it's it's one of a kind, so I probably could draw it, and people would love it. Cool. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue talking with our buddy John Tebow. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Uh, in the studio today, we have my buddy John Tebow, and we've been talking about some of his artwork. He does great uh, saloon tavern drawings. Uh, uh, 
you recently, um, I know that you have a book coming out. We're not allowed to talk too much about it yet, mm. but I'm very excited about it. I recently acquired um, a very, very nice gift from you, mm. a print of my bar, Grand Army, right? which I'm having framed at the moment, Aww, and it good. will be uh, residing over table four. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Place of honor. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right between the fireplace and the firewood. Yeah, it's a nice spot. And it's a safe place. <laughs> it's good, cozy. Good, good. Um, so, I, you know, one of the things I really like about about you and your wife, Colleen, like you're both very, very great, generous hosts. And you have actually brought a, a bottled cocktail, a boomerang, as it were. Right. If... You know, you know the old nomenclature of the bar industry here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna pour this drink out and cool. mix it up. And while I'm doing that, why don't you tell me the uh, the background of it? Uh, well, this drink is called uh, Le Grand Père, which means the grandfather, and it was uh, it was invented or developed by Zach Overman, who used to be the bar manager at Fort Defiance down in Red Hook, where I work right now. And Zach now runs a wonderful place in Seattle called Lord's Hand. Owns it, right? Yeah, 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 right, right. And this is a drink with uh, Armagnac and uh, some chocolate bitters. And I, I think it's prune syrup is in there. Yeah. Do I have that right? It's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice, uh, thick, viscous, rich syrup. And you serve it on the rocks and you give it an orange twist. And it's a wonderful wintertime drink. Cool. Looks good. Smells great. Mm-hmm. I'm just like stirring it in the microphone. Right yeah, now. right. It, 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 sound, it tastes better than it sounds, actually. No, it all sounds great to me. Here you go. And I mean, I mean, when I say better than it sounds, it, uh, it sounds like a drink being mixed. And it tastes even better than a drink being mixed. Cool. Let's try it. That is fucking delicious. Yeah, leave, thanks, Zach. Leave it to Zach. Yeah, <laughs> cheers to Zach. Yeah. yeah, indeed. What a good guy. He's he was our gateway drug into Fort Defiance. Uh, yeah. When when Colleen and I would go there, um, we would sit at the bar, quite often at brunch time, sometimes after dinner, mm-hmm. and when Zach Overman was working, he's just such a great host, just a gracious yeah. guy, and and he just. He would set up such a such a welcoming atmosphere. That's that's kind of why it became one of our one of our favorite places in Brooklyn. It makes sense that you ended up working there because there's. I feel like a lot of different bars have they kind of attract a certain consistent style of uh, bartender. Like there's a certain like. Different places will have uh, a staff that shares a, a certain like demeanor, and I feel like Fort Defiance has that. Everyone is very, very gracious and hospitable, but also they have just this relaxed, like chill vibes. It's just mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. warm and welcoming. I feel like when like when Jake Walk was open. And it was like Dave Nurmi and Eddie and like uh, Tim Miner. They mm-hmm. all had this like 
just kind of a happy go lucky kind of goofball vibe. But they they were like serious about what they were doing, but they all had like this. You know, you know, what I'm talking about you know oh, Tim yeah, Miner. Yeah, yeah they, well, the there was like a bunch I, of Tim Miners. Yeah, the first time I met Tim, I, I a buddy was in from out of town, and we had to walk down to my studio, my art studio in Red Hook, um, near the Expressway, near the Gowanus Expressway, and we came up Smith Street, and the rain just started pouring. And when we got to Jake Walk, we jumped in, soaking, and Tim Miner grabbed a couple of bar towels, clean bar towels, and uh, brought them out to us and said. Hey, fellas, dry yourselves off. Sit down. Have a drink. That's great. Yeah. Good so guy. Good. good guy. I love that guy. Very cool. Um, so as someone who is starting to work on a book myself, uh, could you run me through the the kind of scary to me, like nightmarish process <laughs> that... I I don't I, have, I don't really know what to, I've written articles. Um, what how do you start? Like you said, you started with six drawings. Yep. Um, and like how how did this all start? Well, uh, I was working at a um, an art supply and framing store in Cobble Hill called Casey Arts. Ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your stuff framed at Casey Arts. I love those guys. And uh, I just I had had a couple of shows of paintings. And then wanted to do my next body of work, and I thought, what do I, what do I love? I want to do something I love, and I love places. I love, I love, as I said, as we were talking about, I love taverns and joints like that. And having been in Brooklyn for a few years at that point, I had about, well, I had a handful that I loved, so I just drew six of them and had uh, silkscreen posters made of them. Uh, I already knew how to do T-shirts, so I learned how to do posters. And they're really, they turned out really well. And I had a couple of art shows, had uh, the opening. The first show ever was, was at Fort Defiance. And, and Sinjin Frizzell was kind enough to let me show uh, these prints there. And we had a nice opening and it was a blast. And then I did another show at the Long Island Bar, which is in my neighborhood. And uh, Joel Tompkins and, and uh, Toby uh, Cicchini let me show them there. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, somebody said, you know, you could do a book out of these. Two people said that. I, I wrote those little, uh, those little wall labels that explain the art, you know, quote-unquote, explain the artwork, but it was mostly why I like these places. Yeah. And so a couple of people said you could do a book, and I talked to an agent of a friend of mine that, that had published books, and uh, the agent's partner in the firm signed me that day and said, I'll get you two book deals by the end of the year. And she did. And I took, I took, uh, what I considered the better offer. And it was with, uh, Rizzoli books. They do great work. And that's, that's how the, the deal went down. That quick. Beginner's luck. Yeah. That, <laughs> that quick. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I'll take it. I'm a, like I said, I'm lucky. That's great, man. Well, it couldn't happen to a better person. Um, so let's let's start with this. Okay, so when you've uh, you've illustrated a lot of your favorite places, and I, what's cool to me is like it's not just like from knowing you and having the conversations and seeing some of the. Uh, uh, 
some of the the paintings and illustrations of these places. Um, these are places that I also like to because mm. I I mean like I, I had dinner at Keen's Chop House like on Sunday night oh, like you know yeah. like I love places like with vibes like that you know like old school vibes. Yeah, I was yeah. at I was at Brooklyn Inn last night after work you know talking oh, with yeah. Kevin and yeah. like those places that are just so iconic in in just old school that you can't recreate you know they're right. they're they're just legendary you know you've really captured and I kind of want to geek out about your your artistic style for a second I do like the fact that you you have a a very stark imagery of like the the like the the contrast of colors is really cool um, from your artwork, you usually only choose like two or three colors yeah. for these locations, and it, it looks great. Um, thank you, uh, thank you. Um, so I was just thinking, like, if you could give me some examples of, can I just rattle off some of the places that you've drawn? And sure. Give me yeah. your give me your go to when you go there. What do you mean? Like, what do you order? Because like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. let's start with McSorley's. Well, you, there's only two options yeah. oh, light or dark I, I usually will order four two lights two darks because I'm going to be with somebody else so if, if they haven't been there before they got to have a light and a dark um, I don't think they taste that much different I mean the, the dark yeah. is like a light with a brown crayon dipped into it but that's not why you're there you're, right. you're there because McSorley's is a boisterous good natured bubbly place and yeah it, it can get overrun on the weekends with students and tourists but that's fun too I like to go off hours I like to go on a Tuesday night or a Saturday afternoon but yeah you got to get a beer oh you know what's good at McSorley's the chili yeah oh I kid you not the chili is I've made the chili. with oh dude it's made with ground chickpeas that's the secret. That's the secret. Oh wow! Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I just ordered it late night. <laughs> yeah, it works. I'm kind of surprised that uh, the Department of Health hasn't, uh, you know, <laughs> influenced that place in uh, a negative way. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I think well, it's, that dust is grandfathered in. Oh, yeah, yeah. They actually did make them clean the dust off of everything a really? few years ago. Yeah, there's a book called One on One that was written by a guy named Rafe Bartholomew, whose uh, dad and he are both um, bartenders at McSorley's, and he talked about the time they had to dust off everything. It was kind of traumatic for people. But then that became part of the uh, the story of McSorley's, taking off 80 years of dust. Yeah. Uh, off of those wishbones, you know those wishbones that are up there. They yeah, had to, they had to very carefully take the dust off each one. I was wondering about that because I was in there yeah. about two months ago, and I was like, "What? They're still pretty dusty." But I yeah. remember hearing a story about this. Yeah, it's coming back. The dust is coming yeah. back. That's the good news. But uh, yeah, that, that actually McSorley's is funny you mentioned that because that was sort of the genesis of the art project, and. and was an article from, I think it was 1941 or two, that Joe Mitchell wrote for The New Yorker about McSorley's. And it was so loving and so sweet and so rich that when I first read it, I thought, man, I wish McSorley's was still around. I read it when I was living in Michigan. And when we got, well, then I found out soon enough, lo and behold, it still was. And it still had 
elements that Mitchell had written about too. Yeah. Yeah, and and that made me kind of want to do that. I think at some on some level I wanted to write about bars because of Joe Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um let's see. Let me think of another one. Hmm. Hank's Saloon. Oh, well, that's a shot in a beer place. I mean, you're, you're, only times I've been at Hank's uh, were for shows, you know, friends, yeah. friends bands. Um, that's an interesting. He actually wrote about I think Hank's too, Joe Mitchell, indirectly because he wrote a story about the Mohawk Indians that were steel workers and bridge builders, and uh, they hung out at Hank's. They lived in North Gowanus. And uh, Hank's was one of their hangout bars. It wasn't called Hank's, uh, but it was. Uh, it, it was the joint where they would hang out. But yeah, shot in a beer. Yeah. And hopefully you're there during the day so you can hang out with Jeannie. You know, I haven't, I haven't done daytime there. It's always been for shows. Man, Jeannie's yeah. the best. Um, she was, uh, I, I got her cast and we did this, uh, this spot for Jimmy Kimmel Live. We did a few of them when he was uh, filming in Brooklyn and, uh, I guess it was like last month, maybe yeah. something like that, two months ago. Anyway, I, I got Jeannie in one of the, uh, the sketches with that. <laughs> I think I had uh, Greg there a couple of times, yeah. who was our, our old bartender down at Last Exit, a, a yeah. local dive of ours. That, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, that's since, since gone the way of so many New York places. Yeah. So, I, and this is a little, probably a little self serving for you, but Fort Defiance. Yeah, what, what, what's your go-to when you're there? It's not not as uh, not as a a bartender or host, but as a patron. Well, when I first started going there, it was the Irish coffee. It's you, very you got to have the Irish yeah. coffee. It's it's the Pete Wells said it's the best in the known world. Yeah, that's the New York Times. That's Pete that's, Wells. That's not fake news. He doesn't really. Uh... <laughs> Give out too many compliments. Ah, so you got Yeah, you got to get the Irish coffee, but that's a good gateway at Fort Defiance. And then uh, Sinjin, the boss. Well, he's he's uh, such a cocktail aficionado. You got to go deep. I, he, I'll tell you what to get. Sazerac. I mean, he's going to yeah. do. It's it. It's got that New Orleans influence because he he went to school down there and lived down there. As I said, uh, yeah, get a Sazerac. That's a that's a great way to go. Yeah, cool man. Yeah, they do it right. I had a Sazerac last night, and it had been a while. And someone was talking about it. I was like, you know what? I haven't had a Sazerac. I guess it had been since Tales of the Cocktail. Mm. So I made one for the staff, and we tried it. And it's like, you know what? This mm. is actually take. Actually, we thought about you because uh, we knew you were going to be on the show today. I was like, you know what? I think he's still in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I had one down at Two Jacks on Decatur Street, mm-hmm. and... Uh, they make a hell of a Sazerac there with uh, 15 or so dashes of uh, Peychaud's, which is kind of interesting. It's very red. It's very <laughs> red, but it's good. It, yeah. It's it's real good. All right, man. Well, hey, we're right here at the end of the show. Thank you for coming on today and being our first guest of the new year. Yeah, sure. Um, also, thanks for bringing this great cocktail, and thanks, Zach Overman. Um for creating it. Um, I can't wait for your book to come out. And when it does, yeah. we should have you back on the show. Absolutely. And until then, we'll come visit you at Fort Defiance. We'll see you around our very lovely neighborhood in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, I want one more cheers. All right, cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for the speakeasy this week. 
Uh, tune in to Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. And maybe a little less cocktail-oriented, but still very good. <laughs> um, and we will see you next week. Until then, cheers. All right, cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Yeah.